Welcome to Despirituality. We're excited to be able to introduce a new series that will be appearing in podcast form, just like you're listening to now. It'll appear video and there will be written material on our despirituality.com website uh, where you can find all of the uh, information you need, as well as in the show notes of this introduction to the parable series. And I want to start out by reading Matthew 13, 10. I've got Mike Query here, who was the managing editor on the whole series. Matthew 13, 10, Jesus' disciples came to him and asked, why do you use nothing but stories when you speak to the people? I chose the contemporary English version because it uses stories as uh, the word translated for parables, and that's exactly what parables are. In verse 11, Jesus answered, I've explained the secrets about the kingdom of heaven to you, but not to others. Everyone who has something will be given more, but people who don't have anything will lose even what little they have. I use stories when I speak to them because when they look, they cannot see, and when they listen, they cannot hear or understand. The extraordinary thing about the parable series is the simplicity of Jesus' storytelling with the complexity and depth of meaning. The simplicity of Jesus' storytelling with the complexity and depth of meaning. Oftentimes what happens, I know in my work, when I'm trying to teach or talk about scriptures or God, it's easy to get really complicated. And it's really easy to think that insight is depth, or it's easy to think that research is depth. But Jesus could tell a story about a net and give more <laughs> insight than I've ever given in my entire life with research. He could tell a story about a seed and give more insight than I can give about a whole tree. He could tell a story about the simplest of things like a pearl and just a little pearl. And the next thing you know, it illuminates. And so it's important that we, one, read what Jesus has to say in the parables, but also that we imitate him and that we don't become that we don't try to become professors, that we don't try to become academics thinking it's our job to go out and discover the latest uh, translatable uh, insight based on our research of what happened in Jerusalem back at such and such a time. And there's a role for that and there's people for that. But in general, Jesus was a street guy. He was on the street talking to the everyday guy like you and me, Mike, and, and helping us be known. R.T. Kendall writes a book called The Parable of Jesus, The Parables of Jesus. R.T. Kendall writes a book called The Parables of Jesus, and he says this, a parable may be defined as a simple story that illustrates a profound truth. Hmm. Telling parables was Jesus's main way of helping his followers grasp spiritual truths. He was building a bridge from the natural to the spiritual. It was Jesus's way wow. of helping people to make the transition that each of us must make every day of our life to move from the natural level of life to the spiritual level of life. Jesus revealed these insights through parables so that those for whom the truth was intended might know the meaning, but those for whom it was not intended would not understand. Hmm. Mike, tell us why you think every single person on earth should listen to the parable series that we're producing on Despirituality. Every... <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really set me up there for... <laughs> I did. Well, uh, you know, I think... Um... 
I think one of my biggest takeaways uh, from studying these parables, right? And and this not definitely long way to go before I can claim to be any kind of you know subject matter expert on this, but uh, I think it was just so fascinating. It was the the way Jesus spoke. He really wanted any and everyone to to get something from what he was teaching, right? At, at any mm-hmm. any point of life, uh, and almost any part of your life too. And, and I think what was just so amazing was the way that Jesus spoke. He spoke in a way, like I saw, I was, when I was researching, reading about it, the, the way I like the, that it was compared to, uh, the, that spoke to me the most was like an artist, right? When an artist has something they want to say, uh, they're not going to, you know, if they're, they're going to talk about like world hunger, they're not going to open up a canvas and paint like world hunger is happening. And we should, you know, like, that's not a, that's not going to be very compelling. It'd be kind of forgettable, but they draw something, they, they paint something, they make something that needs to be interpreted and looked at and processed and discussed and, and debated, you know, and then it lasts for ages. And then people are having the conversation the same way Jesus was, was making these, these profound points uh, about our lives, our hearts, the impact we have on each other. Uh, and he was talking about the kingdom, right. And about God and having a relationship with him above anything. But uh, there's, there's so much that, that, you know, you can get out of it. if you're someone who like myself can just struggle to, with being self-aware, know what's going on yeah. in my heart. I just, I don't like doing it. I, you know, uh, generally avoid <laughs> what's going on yes. in my heart. And so, uh, but Jesus taught about, uh, you know, digging into and understanding your heart in a way that sort of was, uh, was uh, disarming. It was interesting. It's, you know, when he talks about uh, the conditions of our heart, it's illuminating, you know, and it helps me make connections. Well, let, let me ask you a question. You like the movie... Nacho Libre, oh, is that correct? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Are we uh, detouring right Jack now? Black? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. uh, Jack Black. Yeah. Jack Black. Iconic it would role. Be a, it, would, it would be a detour if not for the <laughs> fact that we're talking about stories. Oh, there you go. There so we go. I don't like that movie. I love Jack Black, but I don't like that movie. I I, I do not get <laughs> I think any, we've debated tr- this one a lot. <laughs> we have. I turned that movie off. I was like, this is a complete waste of my time. Right. All right. What did I miss? What didn't I understand? Oh, what didn't you miss? Okay. Um, yeah. What what what's in the story that I missed? Well, you got a guy uh, searching for purpose. A guy searching for connection, intimacy. Uh, a guy who's uh, who's just relentless in the face of just constant barrage of of defeat. Does not give up. Right. Someone who's oh, like I love it. I, <laughs> you making me want to making me want to watch oh, it. Oh yeah, now. man, watch it again. Someone who in the in the uh, in, in a situation where he should not succeed, yes. you know, finds a way to to prevail and, and not prevail in the 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 thing that he wins at the end is a relationship. Right. He wins. He doesn't. Now, when's the last time you watched uh, Nacho Libre? Uh, probably a couple years ago. But uh, you know, so it, it, two it, years two years ago, and you still have this kind of a recall and understanding. Oh, and yeah. what it proves, and I wanted to prove this to our audience, that once we hear a story, that story settles in our mind, it settles in our heart mm-hmm. like nothing else. Yeah. I could do that about movies that I love as well. Well, and you, and you remember and you remember scenes from the movies, right? You remember moments. Absolutely. And you remember things that make you laugh and things that made you cry and those help and you. And that's why, what I'm saying is that's why Jesus used stories and there's been no better storyteller. Right. And for those of us who struggle with reading the Bible or don't want to read the Bible, or for those of us who struggle with helping other people love reading the Bible. We've got to all ask ourselves, I ask myself this a lot, especially over the last three years and throughout the pandemic, what is wrong with my storytelling that interferes with God's ability to tell his story? Mm. 
What does Jesus do in his stories? The efficiency of words, the directness of meaning, the courage to speak very powerful things to powerful people that may not respond well, but to do it in such a way. I think it was an economist named Leo Strauss who wrote a a whole book about how to write when you're under persecution. Oh, wow. And how how to provide meaning without people seeing the meaning. And you can see this in the book of Esther, where God is not mentioned book of Ruth because they're writing under duress, Amazing. but they're still yeah. putting forth the mood of God. I think it's important that if you like movies, you think of the parables as stories and movies. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanna encourage people to do that. I've got a couple of questions before we get out of this introduction. And we wanna encourage all of you to tune in, to share the parable series, There'll be, uh, how many studies will there be online, Mike? 12. We chose uh, 12 of the parables to uh, make studies on. So they'll they'll be coming out over the coming weeks on the website. All right. That's awesome. And then there'll be how many podcasts, uh, roughly? (laughs) So uh, we'll have anywhere from six to 12, depending on how things shake out and uh, but we're, we may experiment with the format for how the audio is going to drop, but, uh, we'll discuss like this. We may try and do some creative stuff as well. Awesome. That sounds good. And then there'll be uh, YouTube videos as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're using the same 12 studies as sort of the, uh, I mean, there's over 30 parables, right? But we, we honed in on 12 uh, to teach different things. And and uh, so there'll be videos uh, elaborating on the, the, the same points that we're making, but from different angles and sort of different way to digest it. And what, do you think these parables could be useful in helping teenagers, middle schoolers, who are just beginning to maybe take a look at the Bible, do you think it might operate, as I uh, quoted R.T. Kendall, it might operate as a bridge for people to maybe fall in love with the Bible? So instead of people trying to take maybe a a 14-year-old or a 16-year-old or a 19-year-old or a 21-year-old and go, hey, let's dive into the book of Romans and understand (laughs) God's complete plan of salvation (laughs) and the connection between faith and deeds and, and, and righteousness and redemption. Do you think maybe this is a little bit easier way to get into the Bible? Yeah, absolutely. For the reasons you mentioned, I mean, I think uh, something comes to mind is, um, so I have a daughter who's four years old now. Uh, when we started doing podcasts, uh, I believe she didn't exist yet. And so it's kind of exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we watched um, uh, the Toy Story movies, right? We busted those out. And my, my little okay. my girl, she got obsessed with it, right? But the funny thing about the Toy Story movies is uh, we are, she's enthralled. My wife and I are enthralled, but we're on different, we're on different wavelengths, right? Like she's just fascinated by the characters, the colors and she's just getting a lot out of it. And, you know, she's now she sees Woody and Buzz and, and Jesse and she gets really excited. We're like in tears about the <laughs> analogies it's making about, you know, life and parenthood and attachment and letting go, you know, and what's kind of cool is we're both enjoying the stories, but from completely different angles. Right. So right. same 90 minutes, uh, different experiences, but at the end it comes together. And I, and I know that there's things that like, it just made me think like with movies and stories, it can bring people along at all ages, you know, and, and these parables in particular, I mean, you can have, I mean, we've had, I mean, even us in our writing room, you know, we're having, we're just talking about for an hour about a story that Jesus told that's maybe like four sentences, right? So there's, mm-hmm. there's so much to glean. I think that's why Jesus was so masterful. Like he knew how to uh, tell a story in a way that just kept he talking. He provoked imagination, you know, like what you mentioned about writing under duress and stuff like that. He knew how to tell a story 
without getting in a position where they would have to, you know, just enough so that they wouldn't, the authorities wouldn't like have a reason to take them out right in that minute, you know? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't think we've ever seen. And sometimes I love how you're saying we, we undersell the enjoyment, mm-hmm. entertainment, inspiration, and conviction that flows out of a parable. Absolutely. You know, you think about the prodigal son, that's famous. People have made movies based on the idea of the prodigal son, countless movies. Yeah. Most great writers have found inspiration from the scriptures and they model it. I mean, if you look at Dune, for instance, my opinion, Dune is an absolute, the matrix is an absolute imitation. Uh, Jason Bourne, all the hero movies, this guy coming to the rescue, coming out of the woodwork, not been seen before. Now he's here. He's the hope. He's going to bring light to the, you know, that's all there. And that's the story of Jesus. But nobody tells stories like him Two two sons who want their dad's money and they have two different ways of getting it and it exposes that both of them missed the point of the father. The parable of the two sons that one says yes, the other says no, the no guy ends up being yes, and the yes guy ends up being no. I mean, (laughs) that's just such an incredible, incredible story. And so if you're out there and you love reading your Bible, awesome, keep at it. But I think we also have to ask the question is, if I love reading my Bible, am I inspiring other people to love reading their Bible? This parable series can be the gateway to being able to help somebody who's intimidated by scripture find the simple stories with profound meaning, priceless, as they get on board their journey of reading the Bible in a way that has never been read before. The next episode you'll hear from us is the parable of the sower. And I think you're going to enjoy it. We'll have great guests and we'll be appearing very soon. Thanks for listening. This is D Spirituality. And we thank you for listening to our podcast. Please give us five stars, whether you like it, love it, or you kind of, I'm not sure about it. Encourage us to keep on putting out uh, these great uh, uh, podcasts. And then we also ask you to check out our website and be able to go over there and keep going over there to get the content for the Source series and a ton of other. It's chock full of wonderful delights. It's like a box of Krispy Kreme donuts, only you don't have to pay for it. It's free. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time around.